Welcome along, we're back. The Loose Cannon. Otherwise known as The Loose Cannon. I think I had other names for the show, but I can't remember what they are. Well, it's been a while. It's been a while, and um, as usual, you're true to form, no script. Just going to make this up as we go along. Well, at the moment, it's just me making it up oh i think i think i have a, a guest now all right let's let's just cut the music shall we you know nice and professionally done just chop it out yeah, and just... yes well, and i can that into the music what, what was that about the music timed that well i came into the music Perfect. yeah you you were you were in on the intro you know so you know it's this could be um theme music maybe we should uh we should ask anybody who's listening if they've got theme music that they would like to um, send to us for free of course you know don't get any um, don't get any royalties because we're not getting anything so why should anyone else get anything should anyone else get anything but, uh, or maybe a different so Arsenal a different Arsenal fan song each time you know oh yeah oh yeah so that would, uh, that the would, one, would yeah the one I, I'm loving at the minute is the Saka and Emil Smith row yeah that's the one that's, yeah, that's the that's one. Yeah, but, um, yeah see, what we're listening to, well, not really, but, you know, I, I, I've i got a different feeling about that song now, you know, the status quo original, what was it, um, Rocking All Over the World. Yeah. Because I always <laughs> thought, what a cheesy song that is. Um, yeah. But, but I started to feel like I like it now because of yeah. whoever came up with that song. Uh, yeah, you know, well, I was about to be Definitely an away fan, wasn't it? But uh, yeah, no, it's good. And I'll tell you what, whenever I hear the original Status Quo song, I replace the lyrics with Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, and yeah, well, yeah, quite rightly so as well. So when, when was the last time we spoke? It was. Uh, Feels was like it eons ago. Yeah, was it after. Really I got a feeling it was like after the Everton game. No, I don't think we spoke after that. I'm not sure. Let's let's go back through the fixtures because we are supposed to review the year, so we said, and we better not yeah. disappoint our our, uh, our loyal fan base because we know there are so many loyal fans out there. You can tell that I'm being slightly sarcastic there, but only slightly. Right, I'm just looking up the fixture list now, so we can go back in time, do it like that. You know, the most recent yeah. first. Maybe is the best way. I don't know. Oh, I'm I'm just so not on top of my game at the moment. But Arsenal are. That's the good news. I'm a, to just talk about a game that was going to happen and now isn't. You know, I'm so disappointed about the Wolves game getting called off because I think uh, Arsenal. Uh, yeah, I am. It, it's 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 a weird one because I kind of part of me was thinking, well, you know, our players are knackered. Yeah. And I was conscious yeah. of playing two games in less than 48 hours. But there is that, you know, so I was, and I thought, well, he's, he played pretty much the strongest team against Norwich. So there'd have to be some rotation against Wolves. I think, I thought it was going to be a battle. But I think Wolves were down to their last legs anyway. So that might have made it slightly easier. Uh, mm. And there is that, and I do agree with the old adage, of, you know, you want points on the board, don't you? Rather than yeah, games yeah. in hand. yeah. Uh, so I was kind of like, but on the flip side, you know, I, I think it might have been a, a step too far uh, in terms of, you know, j just for, because I, I can't imagine he would have rotated much. Maybe 
Tavares in for Tierney. Uh, you know, and he took you know, he took Saka and Martinelli off with, with I think that game in mind, didn't he, against Norwich? Uh, yeah. But yeah, what it does mean though, it, it gives us a full week, to, pretty much a full week, to prepare for City. And I think you know, I I, I can't remember the last time we spoke, but but certainly Liverpool. I think we de- we definitely spoke after Liverpool, and uh, the common consensus was that it was like a free hit that game. Uh, mm. We didn't think our squad, our team was ready for Liverpool. Uh, yeah, and since then, we yeah we beat Newcastle, we lost to United and Everton, and I don't think it was. I remember certainly United game, but I think both to be fair wasn't just the defeat; it was how bad we were and how timid we were. That's what sort of uh, and how ineffective we were creativity, creativity, creatively speaking. Uh, but I think since then, with you know, Southampton, West Ham, Leeds, Norwich, those games, uh, we've looked a different team. And I think the, the reason for that is Aubameyang's not there. You know, uh, I, I, I think it is. It's as simple as that. I think Abamian, let's get it right. Abamian was stinking out of the house for a while. And, you know, he, he wasn't able to play in Arteta's system. He couldn't play as a forward because he doesn't link up the play enough. And if you think, uh, certainly, say Martinelli's goal against Leeds, the first one. No, sorry, the second one. Lacazette comes deep. And I, was, I remember watching Lacazette against Leeds because they were playing man to man marking. And Lacazette was pulling their centre half all over the place. It was hilarious. Was, like centre half, yeah. a right wing type. And what Lacazette did, and for the second, I think it was one of the goals. I think it was the second goal. No, no, it wasn't. Fuck me, who was it? Oh, it was West Ham. Sorry, it was the West Ham. Lacazette comes deep, gets the ball, and because he's, he's come deep, he's basically got Saka one side of him, Martinelli the other, and he just plays a through ball to Martinelli. And I think Aubameyang wasn't able to do that. He wasn't able to come deep, hold up the ball and play the pass. Aubameyang wants it constantly behind the defender to run onto. And Arsenal, I don't think, are playing that way as much. I think they want their their striker, their their number nine, to hold up the ball a bit more and play in the wingers, your your sackers, even your number 10, your your Smith-Rowe or your Odegaard uh, and your Martinelli's. I think that's what we're looking for in our strikers now and Lacazette to be fair to him has adapted incredibly well mm. to the, those demands uh, and I think that's a big reason for our improvement and when you put Aubameyang on the left he wasn't tracking he wasn't sort of pressing I know he was trying and he certainly I thought he was pressing uh, quite well uh, mm. but I just think you know it's he wasn't doing it as well as someone who was made for that position. And I don't think Lacazette is particularly made for that possession, position either. But I think Lacazette is more adaptable and he certainly has adapted his game to, to, to play this way. I still think he'll go in the summer or, and I think we'll get a, a proper number nine in. Uh, but I think we'll have to wait for the summer. But certainly it's very exciting uh, you know, to see it. And I think those, these last five games have demonstrated that. And... I was reading somewhere as well. What's interesting is, you know, Aubameyang, I, th- I, I almost feel that Arsenal, Arteta especially, was happy that he came back late because then it was yeah. an opportunity for him, for him to get rid because I think he could sense, I think it was the Everton game, he took him off and, 
Aubameyang had a bit of a paddy. And Aubameyang was shit. Yeah, Aubameyang was fucking non-existent for a lot of those games. Yeah, and this is your captain. This is your star player. You're paying 350 grand a week to, and he's not performing. And he hasn't performed really since he signed that new contract last year. Yeah, if you think back to the Newcastle game, he missed a sitter. He's missed penalties. He just hasn't looked like the player we signed three years ago or whenever it was. Uh, so I, I think, and yeah, this isn't the second time. You know, I know he, he missed Spurs last year because he was late. And obviously he was late this time. But I think there's been other infractions where you know, nothing's been done or it's been handled internally and it hasn't made the press. The way Arsenal kind of said it in the Arteta said it in the press, he goes, "This isn't the second time." You know, he basically said that. So, uh-huh. I, th- yeah, 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 yeah. There's not two incidences. There's more than two incidences of this. And don't get me wrong. Like, like went to see his sick mum and pick her up. That's fine. But because of Abamyang being late, he missed the game. You know, because of COVID protocols. So. You know, he's not thinking about the team. Arsenal didn't have to let him go. Well, I, I think Arsenal did have to let him go. I think, yeah, it's a family mm. thing. Of course, family's more important. But I think it was a case of you're taking the piss now. And, you know, now looking at the team, you know, if, and I think Arteta said this as well. If Aubameyang was playing well and scoring goals, he wouldn't have uh, benched him. He, he, said, he pretty much said as much in the press conference. Someone said to him, is Aubameyang's performance part of the reason why he's been benched? And I'll tell you, it went 100%. So, for me, it's... And and you see the turnaround. We were bemoaning, I think, Arsenal. Defensively, we have looked solid this year. Uh, Yeah, aside from the spanking versus Liverpool. But defensively, we've got one of the best defences in the league. Uh, But our attacking output, we've bemoaned. And, yeah, in terms of, like, chances created, shots on goal, all that sort of stuff, we were quite low in the league. Yeah, uh, yeah I was, last year, definitely. Last season, I think last season we had like the second or third best defence and the 12th or 13th best attack, right? This season it hasn't not much. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, uh, defensively, we were solid. Everyone you know, t- talks about uh, how bad we were. But defensively, we were solid last season uh, after Boxing Day. And so, but attacking-wise, yeah, we weren't creating as much. This season was similar. You know, this season, uh, the X, yeah, and I'm not a big fan of this XG, but I think it's, it's something to you. You can use, definitely. Uh, our XG was shocking. And then in the last five games, we've scored 19 goals. So, mm. you know, it certainly has something has changed around. And I think, you know, what I, was, I, was, I will say is this. You look at the reaction from the players since Aubameyang's gone, the players are fully in support Arteta's decision. Yeah, and that for me, that's why Aubameyang wants to go. I think Aubameyang will leave in January because he's like, fuck, last year Arteta couldn't have done this because he didn't have the support of the players. Now the players have bought into Arteta's way of thinking, have bought into Arteta's uh, style and tactical sort of decisions. And you know, they've played better since Aubameyang's gone. They, they can see the difference now that Aubameyang's not there. So all of those players want to win. Even Aubameyang wants to win, of course. You know. But all those players want to win, and they can see, well, hang on a second, we're better without Aubameyang. We score more goals without Yeah, we, We're more free to play our way. Lacazette is a better striker for us. You know, if I'm Saka or Smith-Rowe or Martinelli or Odegaard, we play better without Aubameyang. 
Yeah, because he can thread balls through. That's the thing. Like Lacazette can almost be like a number ten. Yeah, exactly. He's like a nine and a half, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think, yeah, and that's what they want. I think they want. Certainly, I think for now, I, I get the feeling that they're looking to sign a big number nine, like a, a Drogba, essentially Drogba. And I, I read, made uh, someone maybe thinking that about Adebayor in his peak fits oh, this system. Yeah, yeah. strong. Fast, great in the air. Do you know I mean everything? Just an absolute fucking unit. Because uh, yeah. yeah, everybody seems at. to have one. I mean, not everybody, but when you look at Chelsea, they've got uh, Lukaku, who's, yeah. who's starting to play well again, and uh, who's the other? Antonio at West Ham starting to score again. Well, you've got Calvert Lewin. You've got Calvert Lewin for uh, Everton, oh, yeah, who, I yeah. think, who I'm interested in. I think he's not the finished article, but I think with Arteta, he will be. Uh, yeah, he I'd will, bring him. He, he would be I my first choice. Yeah, and is that Val Halic or Val, I'm saying his name completely wrong. The lad from Florentina. Uh, oh yeah, him as well. But I, don't, I haven't really yeah, seen him play, so I can't comment on him. No, I haven't. And the same with the. What about the guy that Man you were interested in at Dortmund? Harland is it? Oh Harland, Harland. I think. Well, here's the thing. If you'd asked me that this time last year, Harland's far too big for Arsenal. There's no reason why Haaland... Yeah. I think Haaland will go to City because he's exactly what City needs. And that's the mm. final piece of the puzzle. Even though City don't really fucking need him because they still beat teams. Like that game against Leicester is yeah. a shining example. Yeah. Imagine City with Haaland. It's scary. But that's why they went in for Kane so hard in the summer. Uh, but yeah, for me, Haaland, yeah, he's that player. But I don't think we can... We could... Well, we probably can't afford him. But then if, even if he could, why would he come to Arsenal? It's, he wants to go to a team that's guaranteed to win trophies, and City are guaranteed to win trophies. But I don't think he'll go to United, because United are fucking dreadful. And they there's a, Yeah, they are, aren't they? They're terrible. They, that's, that team needs a massive rebuild. And Ragnick, I feel sorry for Ragnick, because he's, he's basically he's like a fire stop, isn't he? Like, he's just trying to stop it falling apart. Uh, but he's trying to play, you know, he, he's a manager that's come in and he has a very distinct way of playing, like high press, lots of running, lots of, yeah. that's not the way United play. United are a counter-attacking team because Ronaldo doesn't press, Barney hasn't got the legs to press. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and, uh, and that's what annoyed me about when we played them. You know, United, yeah. United was shit, but we were shitter. We didn't take advantage <laughs> of it. And that's what pissed me off. United, I saw United with their half-assed press, disorganised. Uh, You're not yeah, even defensive. a team. That's why I, I objected to it. Not like On an individual basis, they've got some decent players, but they don't play like a team. De Gea's not in form. You know, when you... I, I think Fernandez is overrated. Cristiano Ronaldo's too old, really, now. Um, well, I think he's so, to play the press, isn't he? But... Yeah, he certainly yeah. doesn't fit in where United need to play. But yeah, no, completely. And that's what angered me about the United. Yeah, game. I was furious yeah. after that. United Especially after shit. taking the lead. And then, yeah. and that was the last game Ober started. Ober started. It was that game. And then he got hauled no, off. He didn't no, he was on the bench. I was checking it while you were chatting. So he was okay. he was he was on the bench. He came on for five minutes against Everton. But Man U Man U what he played most of the game against Man U. So he came off 79th minute for Lacquer. 
But I mean, yeah, it didn't look like there was any way back, even though it was only 3 2. I, yeah. I never really thought Arsenal were going to equalise it. You know, I just couldn't no, see it. We, 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 we shot ourselves into our Odegaard score to make it 2 all, and then gives away that yeah. penalty. That was uh, the most stupid thing ever. But uh, I, I can forgive him, of course, because he's played so well. Especially yeah. recently, Odegaard is. Well, at that point, I was starting to get a little frustrated with him, even though I've always well, liked him. Yeah. Yeah, I was frustrated I with his performances. Young players are going to make mistakes. Uh, I think he's, he's he's delivered some good performances. He's got some goals. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, I can't fault. It. I don't. I don't fault the young players because that's the first time they played at Old Trafford for some of them. Uh, yeah. What yeah. What I did. What angered me was it's our senior players that weren't standing up. It was yeah, and a lot of people said that. For me, they weren't standing up and taking credit and taking responsibility. And I, I watched Liverpool play United a few weeks before Arsenal played them, and United played exactly the same against us and against Liverpool. The difference was Liverpool were much, were good enough to just absolutely humiliate them. And there was yeah, Arsenal had chances and we didn't take them. There's a, there's one I think where. Uh, Saka should have squared it to Smith Rowe, but he didn't. He shot. You know, there's a few things like that, and I think maturity would sort of, you know. But I, what angered me was the result because I've got, you know, we've all got United friends, and I had them go, "Oh yeah, we fucking beat you," and it's like you're still a rubbish team. Like nothing <laughs> about that performance from United would give me any confidence that United were any good, you know. And it's not. It wasn't even the new manager bounce. Because I thought they were shit, but I thought we... Yeah, because uh, he was in the stand, wasn't he? He wasn't even uh, managing as such. Yeah. Carrick was officially yeah, manager. And losing uh, to a Carrick-led team was... I, I felt yeah. upset about that as well, because I just thought, guy's not even... Not yet, anyway. He's not even a proper manager. And how is this happening? And Man U are just all over the show. It's just it was embarrassing losing that game. I, I wouldn't normally say that, because losing... Just by a single goal at Old Trafford doesn't sound that terrible, but it was the performance was Arsenal's yeah, performance was well party party Uber Uber was non-existent, and I think yeah you know, yeah and against Everton as well they were pretty poor. Uh, yeah, that was, that was even worse. And I think by by dropping Uber, it kind of you know Martinelli came in and. I think it just showed the players, right, nobody here is unvulnerable. Yeah, true. Uh, the younger players vibed off it because it was like, well, we, we've been working hard. We've been playing well. And Saka has been playing well this season in parts. Uh, yeah. Smith Rowe's been great. I think for most, yeah, he's uh, certainly playing within his ability, but I think he's done really well. Uh, you know, you look how many goals he scored, etc. Uh, oh, Odegaard, I well, I, I, for the most part, you know, and they're going to have bad games because they're young players. But they need people like Partey turning up, and they need people like Uber turning up. But I'll tell you what, and you're not you're going to be surprised by this. I think mm. one of the reasons mm. why we played better is Jacker. Yeah, Jacker's I'm... come back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but it does. Jacker yeah, there is some some possible truth in that. I'm not sure. I sort of buy into it a little bit. Not 100%. Party has played better since Jacker's in that midfield. If you think Jacker yeah, came back. I can't, I can't argue with that. Because can't, can't really me, what Jacker does is, you know, he, against uh, Norwich, he was kind of a, he was kind of a, uh, an eight. 
He, he was not box to box, but he was playing between Partey and Odegaard. But they did almost play 4 3 3 at times, like three across the middle. Uh, Odegaard on the. Odegaard was quite, you know, that almost like, I don't know, like right central midfield, but a bit more forward. And you could see him link up with Saka quite well. Uh, and then you had Xhaka on the left of the three and Partey sitting deep. And Xhaka, but what Xhaka does very well is for me, he never shies away from the ball. He always wants the ball, even if it's in a terrible fucking position. He always provides that option. And I think mm. some of the games where we haven't looked good, and I think possibly, uh, I think of Brighton, I, th I think of Liverpool, is where Lukonga, uh, Partey's gone missing, and Lukonga hasn't got the experience to turn up and the experience to dominate. And I think Xhaka does have that, even if he doesn't have the ability sometimes, he won't shy away from it. You know, he won't hide. And I think, you know, certainly against Liverpool, I felt they, they hid. Uh, United, I think, I felt they hid a little bit as well. I think we didn't get our transitions going as much. We didn't dominate as much as we should have against United because they hid. Uh, and I think they were outnumbered a little bit. But with Xhaka, Xhaka can sort of, yeah, he can beat the press reasonably well. His passing is fantastic. Like, he has got a great range. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's where we disagree. It's like, well, he, even against Norwich, he put a couple of balls into touch. I mean, they weren't, yeah, they were bad passes. There were a couple of terrible passes that, that you know, I think there was one, one uh, was on the left side. Well, he plays on the left. But he put one into touch, not under pressure. I thought, oh, Jesus Christ, this guy. And then, but I like his positional play. And then there was another pass and uh, I think Martinelli was on down the left and he overhit it. Not by that much. So that wasn't a disaster. It didn't go in touch. But then Martinelli had to race to try and keep the ball in play. And that was yeah. a great opportunity and just totally, just totally messed up. Totally messed up. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I look at his passing range and I think it's okay. I don't, I don't think it's amazing as a passer. I mean, who is? Odegaard, great at passing. I'd put Lacazette above him because they're incisive passes, whereas Shaka, yeah, every now and then. But yeah, you, well, you look at how many assists Shaka's provided and it's very low, very low. No, I don't think he's looking for assists, is he? He's looking yeah. to play it. Martinelli, he's looking to... Yeah, and well, he got an assist, was it, against Leeds? Uh, yeah, he did Martinelli's get an assist it was right. rare. It was rare, mm. but it's yeah. I right. think he, he's more of a, a to quote a Wenger, a bit of a pre-assist, isn't he? Like he, he, oh yeah, he I suppose. Yeah. Well, he keeps he the ball moving, but I mean, I don't think I, I just don't think he adds very much. You know? I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not. I'm not trying to turn this into a let's knock Shaka yet again. Uh, a session on doing that, but I look at him and think this guy. Yeah, as you said, he's quite limited, even though he controlled the ball with his back against Norwich, which everybody liked. Um, I thought he played pretty well against Norwich. I think he's been solid. He's been all right. Yeah, I think, I think, I think he's better for Arsenal midfield short-term than the Congo is. I yeah, think, it seems... Uh, I find it hard to disagree with that. I'd like, I want to disagree, but I'm finding it difficult. Because Lukonga is a great prospect, but he's, he's not finished article, is he, yet? I mean, Shaka, no, you know what you're going to get. He might give away a penalty. He might get sent off. He might, you know, 
well, it's not that many passes he, he um, you know, they were pretty bad passes, the ones that he messed up, but particularly the one that went into touch under no pressure. But then it doesn't, he doesn't seem to bother him, does it? He, does, he doesn't care. Or, or I think no, he cares, but it doesn't bother him. Maybe that's... He doesn't affect his confidence. No, he doesn't at all. He thinks he's, he thinks he's uh, God's gift to football, you know, which, and maybe that's, that's a good not, thing. That's not a bad was, thing. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe it's a good thing because um, no matter what he does, even when he passed that ball last season straight to a, uh, an opposition striker who scored, obviously, because <laughs> do you remember that? Where was it yeah. Burnley? Was it Burnley? Um Anyway, it was such a shocking pass. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Um, but it didn't seem to bother him in the slightest, you know. I mean, I'm sure he was upset in his in his own sort of in his own way. But but yeah, that, I mean, that is a good thing. That he's resilient. We're always talking about that, aren't we? That it's really important for people to to be resilient to things that go wrong. And you've got to expect no one no one is perfect. But he's a little bit too far from perfect for me. Um, but as you said, I, I couldn't drop him from the team at the moment because the team's doing well with him in it. So I wouldn't want to change that. But um, but looking ahead to the African Nations Cup. Um, exactly. Exactly. This is the thing. Uh, with Partey and Elneny gone, and supposedly they're going to let Maitland-Niles go out on loan, which... To Roma, yeah. Yeah, to Roma. That, that annoys me for a couple of reasons because... One, why we we've only got two other midfielders. Why are we letting one of you know three midfielders? Why are we letting one of them go unless they've got something lined up? Yes, and yeah, which I hope to fucking god is the case. But Roma, this is the same team that fucked us around with Xhaka in terms yeah. of money last year. It's Mourinho. Why help that cunt? And huh. uh, we wanted Abraham, and they they took Abraham off us. Arteta really wanted Abraham in the summer. Yeah, and Roma took yeah. us, took, took him off us. So why are we helping them? I cannot believe, uh, you know, I cannot believe that we're doing that at all. I really can't. Uh, but yeah, so hopefully, well, we'll see what happens there. I, I, I'm, I'm surprised that you know we're letting him go. Although we haven't played him that much, he hasn't had much game time, has he? Uh, Not much. Especially recently, he was getting a fair bit early on in the season. But did yeah, he, did yeah. he play okay. against Sunderland? I'm not. Did he play against Sunderland? No, he COVID. Oh, he had COVID. Uh, well, he's COVID or ill. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's why. He, that's why he hasn't played the last few games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely didn't play. I'm just checking. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, and Patino. Maybe they they think Patino's gonna going to be um, good enough to play Premier League football because he's on the bench. I think he's a bit young to be thrown in, personally. But Agreed, agreed, definitely. He's, too, he's far too young, too raw. And what games would you play him in? Maybe against Forest. I yeah. would play him against in the Liverpool games because I think Arteta, if Arteta's got any sense about him, Arteta will go, well, this is our one of our best chances of getting a trophy. Uh... You know, so I think I would be surprised if he. I think he might play a strong team against Liverpool. Uh, yeah. Liverpool, yeah, no Salah, no Mane. Don't get me wrong, Yotta is looking like a player, uh, but you know, no Salah, no, no Salah, no Mane, no Cater. 
you think, well, okay, we might have a chance against Liverpool, uh, especially if we play our best team. And I think it's an opportunity for a trophy. It's you, know, you go to Wembley, which is great for the young players to go to Wembley. Uh, again, you know, for people like Smith Rowe, Odegaard, you know, people like that. Uh, so I think, yeah, I, I think we'll go strong. I don't, I can't see where Patino, apart from Forrest, but also Patino's a ten. He's not really a, a central midfielder. So I, I, I think Arsenal must have something. If I was Arsenal as well, I'd say to Roma, okay, you can have him on the last day of the transfer window. We'll have him this month once the African Cup of Nations is finished. Because I think that finishes like the 6th of February, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Then you can have him fine at the end of the month because we're, we're struggling. You know, I, I think it's just mental that we're going to let him go at the beginning of the month because it just helps uh, It just helps out fucking Mourinho. I don't know why we're helping out Mourinho. Because I think as well, there's a buy-in clause. Of, it's, it's quite cheap as well. It's like a buy-in clause of like £8 million, which is ridiculously low. Mm. When you think Willock yeah, won't think 20-something. Yeah, well, that was, that was look how much Willock's done at Newcastle. Yeah, not much at all. I barely no, noticed uh, it. I mean, some games when I watched Newcastle, I thought, well, whatever happened to Willock? And then I suddenly saw him. I went, oh, my God, he's playing. <laughs> you know, he's been, he's been so anonymous. And that's the same guy who was scoring game after game after game last season. Well, it's it amazing what you do for a new transfer or it's amazing what you do for a new contract, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, such he, a great did you see he got offered a contract? He was offered a contract to to stay at Arsenal, but he turned it down because he said, oh, really? "I love Newcastle." Yeah, he said, "I." I mean, I, I don't. I didn't take it in a sort of personal way, you know, like when when players move move on, like Martinez. Uh, what's his name? Martinez. When he moved on, I just thought, well, he he took what he thought was the best career option. Same same with. Um, same with Willock. I'm sure Willock loves Arsenal as much as he loves Newcastle, but he just felt. I mean, if I was in his shoes, I would have gone as well. I, because yeah, I would. I think yeah. It's but the thing is, if you if you're going somewhere, even if it's up north and you're really really successful, and and at Arsenal he wasn't particularly successful, was he? He was just um, mostly on the bench. Yeah. So yeah, you clearly want to move to a club where you're going to be, you're going to be valued, and uh, I'm not sure if the transfer fee would have played a major part in his thinking. But from that, they normally get, they normally get um, some of the money from that as well, unless unless he uh, unless he asked to be transferred. The deal used to be you get quite a big chunk of that that transfer fee. I don't know if that's still the case, but you, that's how it used to be. You got what ten percent? Was it? It's quite high. So you'd get a massive, and also you get a signing on fee as well, right? By moving. So yeah, um, but, yeah. Uh, but I don't I think, think he'll be there. Money. No, I don't think he did. But I think he, he certainly played for a contract. He played. He was putting himself in the shop window, and if he yeah. hadn't scored all of those goals and he hadn't helped Newcastle stay up, do you really think they would have wanted to sign him? Not for that money. <laughs> Yeah, more like more so, like that eight million for for um, Maitland Niles. I mean, that just I, I, sounds I, I, ridiculously cheap. If that's yeah. true, I'm not happy I about that. I'm not either. It must. It just really goes to show how little Arteta rates him. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 interesting. I I, I don't think we'll do much transfer business this January. Hopefully, obviously, we'll hopefully get a midfielder in. I'd love it if we got a striker in, but. 
I think what they might do is just stick with uh, Lacazette for the short term. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. yeah, I think Aubameyang possibly has played his last game for Arsenal. It's looking that way. I don't see any way uh, back for him now. Yeah, and Arsenal will be happy to get his wage bill off the, you know, his wages off the bill because uh, it's you know. But I don't. It'd be interesting to see what happens with Aubameyang, uh, but when the transfer window starts, really. Yeah, do you think he's going to move straight away, or they're not going to be any takers? Well, yes, I, I think there's a few, there's a few takers for, him. I think, yeah, he's he's he clearly, he's, yeah, I think a, a slower league, I think uh, a team that doesn't press as much, uh, Barcelona, yeah, could be, uh, I think maybe in Italy as well, uh, I, I think, you know, and if they sign him, happy days. Uh, I think, you know, you have to think to yourself, well, you say, well, we're losing a striker from the squad. Yeah, we are. But, you know, maybe we'll get someone in short term. I'm not sure. Only Arsenal really know. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see. But I think, you know, let's look at it positively. Arsenal have been on Arsenal have been on the up this year. This has been a good year for Arsenal. When you think about where we were Boxing Day last year to where we are now, uh, and I saw a stat as well. Uh, I don't think you might have seen this. In terms of points accrued over the calendar year of 2021, Arsenal are second. We've got the Whoa. second most points. Yeah, Jones more than Chelsea. Man City, yeah. More than Chelsea, more than Liverpool, more than United, more than Spurs. We have got the second amount of points accrued. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, and it, it really just highlights how bad we were in that first half of the season. Yeah. Uh, last year, and yeah, this yeah this season you know we did, we're fourth, which is you know if you said to any Arsenal fan, would you be happy with fourth at the beginning of the season? It would have snapped your hand off. Yeah, we've got a young team. Yeah. Uh, we've got a young team, and I think what you know the, the character of the team, and I think this team is a very likable team mm. because you've got young players who are likeable personalities, like Saka's a lovely personality, Smith Rowe's a lovely guy. Uh, and, you know, they're playing good football and they're Arsenal boys through and through. And you just think, this is a team that I like, you know. And I saw it when we, against Norwich, if you, if you remember that, the, after the first goal, it started to get a bit, t- yeah, Arsenal were in complete control that game. They started to yeah, get a bit really- tasty. Yeah. There's a few tackles going in. Shaka got booked. I thought unfairly, actually, Shaka got booked. But he got booked. Uh, and Ben White slid in for that lad. It was a completely fair. He got the ball, but it was like, no, you're not bullying us. And he just yeah, looked Yeah, no, I like that as well, actually. Yeah, I, I don't always go for that. But we've got Arsenal, because of, of the reputation in past years, you know, after Vieira and Petit left, um, they, yeah, they seem to be yeah. a soft touch. And then... Yeah. It seems like the, the new Arsenal are not yeah. are not going to be so, not going to be rolled over anymore. And those days yeah. are gone because we've got Gabriel as well. Yeah, you saw after guy. the you saw after the you know, so that tackle went in and it kicked off a little bit. Ben White was like, "Not a fucking chance!" And yeah. then when Tierney yeah. scored, Tierney run past all the Norwich fans going mental, putting yeah. his arms up in the air and ran to the Arsenal fans, and you saw that celebration. And that, celeb- that, that team celebration was like, yeah, we're winning this today. You're not beating us today. You can try and kick us and we'll, we'll kick you back and then we'll score. 
And I thought about that goal, and not many people have said it, that Tierney goal, I really liked that goal for two reasons. One, I thought the finish by Tierney was perfectly placed. Like, he didn't leather it. He yeah. Can't, you know, really calmly put it in the corner. But what impressed me most was Martinelli sprinted back about 40 yards, won the ball back. So I, I don't know if it was him that lost it, but someone lost it. Sprints, wins the ball back, you know, pushes the man off the ball, essentially, gets the ball, and then we count on score. And Odegaard with the assist. Uh, and that was just, I love that because you see that more players tra- running back to win the ball. And I think that's part of the sort of the culture that Arteta is instilling about this you know, working hard, running back, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and I think it, was, it was a great thing to see. So, yeah, it was, re- it was very encouraging, you know. And people, people, you know, a few people said, oh, it's only Norwich. Yeah, okay, but this is the same Norwich that United had to get a last-minute penalty against. You know, uh, you know yeah, they're West not Ham. that bad. Norwich are not that bad. I don't know where people get getting ideas. Uh, I mean, they're almost they're definitely going down, but they're not not yeah. such a bad team. I've seen a lot worse. Um, well, it's, so, yeah. it's, just, it's a Premier League team away from home and we're winning 5-0. I don't care who you are, that's a good result. You know, oh, so yeah. it's... Uh, but it's kind of like, well, you can't, you can only beat who's in front of you. But that's why City is, I think City now, it's not a free hit. I think Arsenal, it's at home. I think Arsenal will want to win that game. I think Arsenal don't have the excuse. Liverpool earlier in the season, we had the excuse, oh, it's a free hit. Uh, now, I don't think City at home it is. I think we've got to try and get a result. And I think, you know, Arteta, get one over on Pep. Arteta will want to win that. And I think he'll, we'll, with the team that we've got, as long as we have a right back, that's the only thing that worries me. Because Holding, you know, if you looked against Norwich, Holding looked okay, but he played like someone who hasn't played in a while. And yeah. I'd, rather, I'd rather have Tommy Asu back uh, and put Ben White at centre-half. I don't want to play against City with Ben White at right back. Uh, so hopefully we'll have one of our many right backs but yeah, you, you saw the difference when Tommy Asu went off against Leeds and when Suarez came on. Fucking yeah, Suarez. straight away after Super Tom left the field, uh, a goal was con- or what was it? Penalty was conceded, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but that, that was Ben White being mental. But yeah, I, I don't trust Suarez attacking wise. You know, he, he just doesn't. You know, he's not good enough to play. You know, uh, it's, it's such a shocking signing. And then, but again, depends on the year. I don't. I, w- I wouldn't trust him. But you know, we need a right back. I'd rather have a right back than Ben White play there. Uh, so, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see how we get on. Uh, I'm looking. I'm. I'm quietly confident. I hope we turn up. And I think you know, City will, will almost definitely score because they've got such an amazing uh, way of playing football and such a great strike force. But I think we can get at them. I think set pieces, you know, they're not strong at set pieces. Uh, and I think, yeah, scoring them, but I think we could attack them at set pieces. And counter-attack, I think, I was speaking to my dad about this, Arteta is going to have to be a bit clever. We're going to have to sort of break, beat the press. You know, you saw Leicester's goals. They're all counter-attack goals. All three goals that Leicester scored were on the counter. And I think Arsenal is going to have to try and maybe lure City in yeah. and then hit them on the counter. Uh, and they've got the pace, Martinelli, Saka. They've got the pace to do that. So, uh, you know, that's 
that's yeah, it, it'll be a good game. And then obviously play Liverpool, Liverpool Forest, Liverpool Spurs. So yeah, it's a decent run of games. Well, yeah, they look so tough, don't they? All the games look tough, even Forest away. I mean, the way Arsenal are playing, though, as you said, um, or implied they can beat anybody, really. A City, though, is so hard to imagine beating City. So hard. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's Liverpool's going to be hard enough. But as you said, with if, it looks like Salah and Mane are going to be absent for the African yeah. nations. So that makes the task a little bit easier. How much of a team? Uh, Man play? City beating Man City. I'll be happy with the draw, quite honestly, against against I City. Would I would, yeah, because can't can't quite see where the win's going to come from. It's not that Arsenal were just growing in confidence, you know. So that's why I really wanted the Wolves game, but I, I can sort of see your your point though. Maybe just gives a bit more time for the players to to um, get ready for this yeah. game, yeah. Uh, which is. Uh, and City are playing a day or tomorrow as well. So City yeah. will have to play a nice yeah. game. So that's, that's, a, that's a, it's a small advantage. Uh, yeah. You know, I, 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 there's the whole old saying, isn't there? That, you know, you're not, you're, your legs aren't tired when you're winning. Uh, yeah. So, you know, hopefully City, you know, have a bit of a stinker. But yeah, it's like, don't get me wrong, City are still favourites going into it and they are absolutely class. But I think Arsenal can, you know, can, can get a result. You know, it just hopefully they turn up. I think with Noah Bamiang, uh, with Partey a bit more in form, I think Arsenal seem to be you know, a good run of momentum. Certainly, we're not the Arsenal that went to City at the beginning of the season with Klasnac in goal and let, no, sorry, Klasnac in centre half. Yeah, that was oh, yeah. fucking. I couldn't understand that at all. Uh, yeah, we changed our formation. Arteta got it all wrong. I think Arteta will know the team he's going to play, how they play. I think might be different but I think he'll start with the same 11 the only one I see is hopefully we'll have a right back in time uh, but I imagine it'll be the same starting 11 barring uh, yeah. you know I, I can't I can't understand why you could do anything different how they play you know the small tactical nuances that are a bit you know above you know the average knowledge of me and you I think he mm. might have to he might change it but I certainly think I, I can't see any reason why he wouldn't play the players that are playing. I think you know, Odegaard's on red-hot form. Uh, yeah, Saka's playing yeah. well. Martinelli looks like he can score every game. Smith-Rowe comes off the bench. And I think that's a point. We, yeah, we haven't mentioned Smith-Rowe. This is the attitude that we want to see from our players. Smith-Rowe has scored four goals in 120 minutes. And all off the bench, obviously. And... You know, he's, he's, he's not complaining. He's not let his head get down. He's fighting for his position. And because I think he knows, you know, he, he can't get a game at the minute, but he keeps on scoring goals. He keeps on, you know, and it's good for the team, isn't it? Yeah, he's putting the team first. And he, he doesn't seem to have a bad attitude considering he's on the bench. He just, he comes yeah. off the bench and he makes a huge difference. Um, yeah. So I'm really, really happy with his performances, yeah. Uh, the, the goal was it against West Ham? The second goal against West Ham completely put the game to bed. Against Leeds, they scored, if you remembered. And I noticed 3-1, they scored. He's, he comes on, scores, puts the game to bed. And it's a nice option to have, isn't it? That super sub. Uh, so I think, you know, there's that possibility. City will be after, you know, the runs that he makes. What it means is, 
you know, the runs that he makes, City midfielders will have to be on their game for the whole 90 minutes. If you bring him on with 20 minutes to go, he will make those runs into the box, those late runs, those almost Lampard-esque runs uh, or Skulls runs, you know what I mean? The timed runs. Yeah. So City will have to be on their on, on their game for the whole 90 minutes. So, yeah, it's, it's a, ni- a nice option. But, yeah, no, I'm excited. I, I'm just excited in the long term about where this team is going. Like, I think, you know, you look at the points total, we'll get, you know, we're on target to get 70 points this year. That's a massive yeah. improvement from last year. And, you know, that's, that should be enough for fourth. I think if we got, you know, fourth would be great. Even if we got fifth or sixth, which I think we're definitely on for fifth or sixth, mm-hmm. uh, then that's an improvement from eight. You know, I think yeah, Europe, but I think Champions League is what we want. And I think certainly, you know, we're, we're, we're only six points behind Liverpool. I know they've got a game in hand, uh, but we're only six points behind Liverpool in second. So it's not... Yeah, it's incredible. You know, that is, that, considering we're halfway through the season now, that's mm. not bad at all. You know, you can't really fool Arteta. We're six points off Liverpool, second place. I think, I think Liverpool will pull away. Don't get me wrong. I think Chelsea. I think Chelsea will stumble to third. I think they're. But we're only three. Was it three points behind them? Um, six uh, points behind uh, Chelsea. Yeah, level on games though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, level on games. But like, yeah, Chelsea are not. They're not outstanding, are they? You know, so it's. No. Arsenal They're could close the gap. Yeah, close. And I think it's, it's not out of the question. Arsenal finished third. I'd say it's unlikely, but it's not out of the question. I mean, I see fourth as a real possibility at the moment. The, yeah, only, the, only, do, team that's, the only team that I'm a bit worried about now is those down, down the road or up the road. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah they're a funny bunch, aren't they? They're a funny bunch because Conte certainly got them playing. I think yeah, they, they look quite good. But we're, we're, Lost, uh, I thought they were such bad. a joke when I saw them earlier in the season against Palace. They they got murdered by Palace, and but Palace were in form at the time. And then when Arsenal played Palace, you know we got a draw against Palace, and but Arsenal played better than Spurs did against them. Yeah, and that, they were quite uh, close together those games. And um, and so you know it was with the previous manager, and I wished. I wish they'd stuck with the previous manager because I thought Arsenal oh, are going to take Spurs over every time. They will, yeah. they will annihilate Spurs. But now with a new guy, oh God, I, I, my view has changed. I don't. I think man for man, Arsenal is still a better team than Spurs. I've been saying this for years, by the way. You know, yeah. No matter, no, I think it's I not. Think, it's uh, not out of bias either. You know, even even a team with Shaka in to me is still better than anything that Spurs can put together. But they've just. For some reason, they've had managers that managed to get them playing like a team, apart from the apart from the last one. <laughs> it was yeah. so hopeless. Jose as well. so yeah. hopeless. Jose. Yeah. yeah uh, what was his well, name? Think... Uh, Santa Claus, I always call him. But that guy, oh, he's know. he was absolutely. I mean, they managed to get better results than I I could possibly predict because every time I saw them, not that I watched their whole the whole of their games normally, but the bits I saw, I thought. They don't look that good, but then suddenly when Conte's come in, all, all the clips well, I'm seeing Spurs. Yeah, they, he's, he's got them trying. He's, he's got them working again. But I think yeah. with, with Conte, yeah. with Spurs as well, you're right in terms of the team. 
And like, aside from Kane and Son, there's no one in that team that I'd have over an Arsenal player. Really. I wouldn't even have Kane personally, but that's, maybe I just don't like Kane. Yeah, Kane over Lacazette any day for me. Yeah, uh, I, I think Kane. Uh, that's why City wanted him. So I think yeah, he'll do yeah. the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think, and Son is, you know, rapid. He's very good finisher. Yeah, I'd have him any day of the week. I'd find a place uh, for him. No way he'd fit, but I'd, I'd get that guy. The rest of the I team, think, none of them. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't I have think... a single Spurs player other than Son. I keep getting told. Yeah. Koreans keep telling me his name's Son. Actually, it's not Son. I said, yeah, but everybody calls him Son. I get so confused with these pronunciations, actually. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I wouldn't. But yeah, but, me, but you saw, I don't know if you saw the Liverpool game. They played against Liverpool. I thought, yeah. you know, they played all right. Don't get me wrong. They played well. It was a good oh, end-to-end game. Hmm. But you know, Kane should have been sent off. So one hundred percent. That's a different game. And then they get it to 2-1. And then Alisson you know, goes headless chicken mode and gets it yeah. to 2-2. Yeah. And you're just thinking, well, you know, well done, Spurs. You didn't lose. But fucking hell. Like, you, it's, everyone was blowing it out of all balls. It was a decent game of football. And the pundits afterwards like, oh, you know, Spurs are back, blah, blah, blah. So you drew. You know, and you were, you know, if Kane had been sent off, then you would have lost, you know. Uh, and I thought Robertson should have been sent off. How Liverpool didn't get a penalty. You know, and there's these, these fine margins yeah, in well, football. Uh, football is mm. a game of fine margins. But when you try and base a team being back and you f- ignore these fine margins, you're like, well, okay. And they, they, you know, they did all right against Palace. Like, fair enough. You know, they beat Palace at home, which, you know, we didn't, I know. Uh, but I think, yeah, they are the... You know, United certainly haven't kick-started yet under Ragnick. I think Spurs have kick-started under Conte. But with Conte, I think it's one of those... It'll go one of two ways. You know, they have, we've said this, they've got bang average players. You can only do so much with bang average players. And I and I just don't see and I just don't see Spurs, you know, performing that much above themselves on a regular basis because the players aren't that good. And mm. you know, we've they've got a striker in Kane that wants to leave. You know, he wants to leave and he's not being allowed to leave. So I think that will you know, when when it starts going wrong again, that'll rear its ugly head. Uh so I just think, yeah, like maybe Conte will sign a fuckload of players in the summer. That doesn't, that's not really the Spurs way, though, is it? The sign really. shit. Like, don't spend that much money. So I th- I th- it'd be interesting to see, but I, I agree. They, for me, are the biggest challengers to us getting top four. 100%. Yeah. I think yeah, at the minute, currently speaking, they are. United, you know, there's a lot more work needed to be done at United for Ragnick. Uh but, yeah, you know, I, I just saw something on Twitter now. Uh, I just find that Spurs' next three games in the league are Chelsea... Hang on, I'm just opening this. Wait, up. got Southampton okay. first in less yeah, than Spurs, Spurs have got Watford South- away, yeah. and then Chelsea away. You know, uh, They've Arsenal, got Southampton, he says here. Is that, is that off? Southampton, uh, I think it's today. Away from home at Southampton, yeah. then Watford, yeah. then Chelsea. Yeah, they're Watford all away, away, yeah. Then they've got Morecambe um, in the cup, and then they've got yeah. Chelsea again. Two games also, against Chelsea. Got, yeah, they've got Chelsea. Yeah, they've got. Well, no, they've got three games against Chelsea. They've got Chelsea in the league as well. Got oh, the yeah. Cup game. yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. That'll be oh, bruising yeah. in catches. And that's good for yeah. us. Chelsea and Spurs kicking, kicking lumps out of each other. 
that's absolutely <laughs> us. Uh, so yeah, so they've got Southampton away, Watford away, us, and then Chelsea away. So you know, I, I can't see them. Hopefully, Southampton do us a favour today. Uh, you know, but I think Spurs. Yeah, you're right. I think Spurs are for me the main challengers to to Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal getting top four, but I think Arsenal got to get the points on the board, which is important. And I think Arsenal are playing well. They're in good form. Uh, and for the future, for the medium-term, long-term future, it's looking promising, isn't it? You've got all these players under 23, and they're starting to deliver. You know, they're starting to deliver. They're starting to get goals and assists, which I think is the, the key sort of metric, if you will. Uh, what about talking goals. of players at that age? What about, or, you know, young players? And Ketia, what what's going to happen with him, do you think? <sighs> I, you know, I, I, him and I, I said this to my dad. He scored all these goals in the League Cup. There is a bit of a, a flat track v- bully vibe about him. But <laughs> uh, uh, I think if he if he goes in the summer, okay, fine. I think yeah. he's had time. Arteta sees him day in day out on the training pitch. Arteta wants him. I think Arteta wants him to stay. I think Inketia, uh He hasn't done the business for Arsenal on the pitch in the big games when he's come on in the league. Uh, I think he's better suited at the minute because I think he's got more experience than Balogun, who's the other striker at Arsenal. Balogun needs mm. game time. Bal- Balogun needs a loan, right? Balogun yeah. needs a loan uh, for me. Uh, but it doesn't help when you put Balogun on the left and then Ketter up, up front. I mean, clearly Balogun's a fucking... Balogun, you know, Balogun in three years' time could be the answer to Arsenal's striker problems now, if that makes sense. You know, he's got the pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got, the, he's got everything. He's got everything. He's just too raw for Arsenal yeah. to use him now, I think. And Arsenal don't want to waste time on him now. So, Enketia, for me, Enketia, he's, a, he's like a poacher, isn't he? Like, he's a... Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I, would keep, I would keep him for another couple of years. I think he wants to play, which is absolutely, you know, commendable. Yeah, yeah, the only thing is, he's out of contract, isn't he? Isn't he out of contract yeah, this summer? So if if he stays, you think they'll just yeah, let him go for free? Yeah, I mean, they might I get a little bit of compensation because of his because of his development. But, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it's one of those. You know, Arteta's never really rated him that much. Certainly not. Yeah, yeah they want to give him a new contract. I think but he, they'll give him a new contract. He's, like, he's still going to be a squad player. Like, do you want to carry on being a squad player at our team or do you want to play full time for someone else? And I think Nketiah knows he's never going to be a starter. I think he'll always be a, yeah, a sub off the bench. And I think, so I think Arsenal's like, okay, fine. You know, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get, we've got Balogun. You know, in six months' time, we'll hopefully have a bit more experience and he can be our off the bench striker. Uh, so I think, yeah, he'll go. I think we'll lose a Bamiang. Lacazette, Inketia, all in the summer. All three of them. Uh, and I think what I wouldn't be surprised to see is Martinelli do a, a stint up, because he can play up top. Uh, yeah. Awesome. And Arsenal, Arsenal possibly get a winger. Or, yeah, you have got the option as well. Smith Rowe on the left. Uh, Odegaard, Saka as your front, as your three. And then Martinelli up top. That's... You know, because we always say we get all four of them in. Well, we get all four of them in that way. Uh, but I, I think, yeah, I like Inketia. I think, yeah, the minutes he's had, he hasn't, you know, 
he hasn't got the goals. And in, it, yeah. his, his business yeah. is all about goals, isn't it? There's a chance that he came on against Everton and he made a couple chances, like fair enough, but he didn't take them. And you go, well, you know, that's well, that's your business is to score goals. So I, I think he'll stay into the end of the year. I think Arsenal will go and go, you know what? Lacazette, they've offered Lacazette a one-year contract. Uh, and he wants, no, I want a longer-term deal. It's like, well, no, we've, we've, we've learned from our mistakes of Uber and Ozil. We're not giving a 30-year-old, 31-year-old a three-year deal. We're not fucking stupid. Huh. So I think Lacazette will leave. Uh, I think, obviously, Uber will leave. Uber's mad if he stays because he knows he's not wanted now. And he knows the players aren't in support of him as well. Uh, so, and I don't think he can play in the system as well. And I think Inketia just wants minutes. So I think we'll lose all three of them, if I'm honest. Uh, I like Inketia, but I don't like Ross. He's like Willett for me. Yeah, I'm sort of a little disappointed. But yeah, to me, to me, even though he scored a really good hat-trick against Sunderland, to me, he's, there's something... You know, his, his all-round play doesn't doesn't sort of enthuse me that much. Other than yeah, he puts himself about. He, he will fight fight for the cause. Exactly. And he is he is a poacher, but there's something there's something that's not quite quite there for me. And like I saw it in Balogun more, you know, but he's had limited opportunities, obviously, and he's even more raw than Nketiah. I just um, I never really felt Nketiah was going to make it at Arsenal. Same as Willock. I never thought, even though they'd scored all those goals for Newcastle, I just couldn't really see him. We saw glimpses, flashes of something that that made us feel, yeah, this could be the future. But but part of me thought, I'm just kidding myself, really. That you know the the other guys like Martinelli, when it, when you see flashes from him, they're they're a different level. <laughs> they're a different level. You. You think this guy could be a world beater? Even though I was, I took a long time to get sold on Martinelli. I have to say, uh, Smith Rowe, I always saw something in him. Saka, same, yeah. same goes for him. They had this sort of star quality that that the others like Enketia doesn't really have that, and I, I don't really know why because he's he's scored quite a few goals. But as you said, is it's that does he really cut it against the top teams? And the answer is not particularly. He looks like he can be snuffed out relatively easily by a very, very good Premier League team has snuffed him out. But I saw, you know, obviously I see him as a Premier League player, but not not in the top reaches of the Premier League. I reckon mid-table. You know, a team yeah. like Wolves, a team like Wolves, for example, they, they could they could do with an Enketia if they need him. I'm not yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. even sure he'd walk into their team, but he, he would certainly be getting more action, wouldn't he? If he was a, yeah. a team like Wolves no, could do with him, I think. You know, yeah, no, I agree. I think he's not suited to the the top teams. Also, as well, I think the way Arsenal play, I don't think he's suited to the way that Arsenal want to play moving forward. I think yeah. Arsenal are looking for that that big hold up the ball, links up the play, like a nine point, like I said, like you, like we said, nine point five sort of striker. Uh, yeah. I like that thing. Inketi has got that in his locker. So, uh, so I think yeah. I don't think Arsenal Arteta will be too upset if he goes. I think short term we need him for for now, and then I think yeah yeah in the summer we'll go okay yeah you go play football that's absolutely fine we don't you know it's it's, it's not an issue sort of thing so I think that's what will happen yeah. And then what about the captaincy? Who would you appoint as captain? Well, there's a couple. Uh, for me, Tierney. 
The only yeah. black spot against Tierney is he, he's injured. He's a bit yeah, injury a prone. Yeah. Uh, He'll have more time to write his program notes, though, because he's he's always in the sick bag. So he'd be uh, good at that. I think but, the other one is Odegaard. Oh, yeah, that's oh, a good call. Because yeah, you know, he's, captain for, he's captain for Norway. Uh, yeah. And I th- so him wouldn't be a terrible idea. Uh, you've also got, like, I think maybe Gabriel. I think Gabriel. The only problem with Gabriel is the language barrier. Yeah, I don't think he's English. Amazing. Uh, what about, then, what about uh, Ramsdale? Yeah, the problem, they've all got good arguments for. The only argument I have with Ramsdale against is he's goalkeeper. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's goalkeepers don't tend to. They're not, you know, defenders and midfielders are generally captains for good reason, aren't they? Because they're in the thick of it the whole time. It's a 90-minute battle for a defender or a midfielder. Whereas goalkeepers, they spend lots of the game, you know, not doing anything. The thing with Ramsdale, he just gets his point across. He's a good communicator or oh, great yes, communicator. No, no, no. That's the only thing I'd say against him is that mm. he's, he's the one. That's the only thing argument against him. He's fantastic, and he, he's a motivator. You can see the players respect him, and they they have, they get on with him, and you know, they listen to him, all that all that sort of stuff. Oh, one hundred percent. I think it's just his position. You don't see many goalkeeper captains, and there's a reason for that. Yeah, and the, but the thing is, I just think he's so outstanding. That the thing with Odegaard, we've we've seen him have what have games when he's not been. On top of it, and we've also we've also seen him on the bench this season. He's been on the bench not not the last few games, but he was on the bench. Um, I can't remember which games, but say five or six games ago, he was on the bench. So he's not a certain starter. I mean, he's starting to look like he is, but it's only yeah, recently. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Ramsdale, ever since he came in, he he looks like this guy's our number one keeper for the foreseeable yeah. future, and oh, he's yeah, sort of. If there's any players undroppable at the moment, and no player should be undroppable, it's him. It's not. It's not Odegaard. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't I drop Odegaard. That. I'd give him. You know, if Odegaard goes off the ball, I'd give him two or three games. You know, to see if he can recapture his form before dropping him. But Ramsdale, this guy has made such a difference. I've never seen oh, a no. goalkeeper make such a difference to a team as this guy has. He just yeah, he, he just energizes everybody. So I I can't that I know what you mean. It's just unheard of, almost unheard of, to give the captaincy to a goalkeeper. But this guy's just out there. He's just you know he and he feels like he feels like he's you know he's it's like a, he's not just a goalkeeper. He's an outfield player as well. That's how I feel about him yeah, because he does play like a, a sweet yeah yeah his whole game. attitude to the game he's like i'm part of this I, whether whether i get tested or not i'm coming you know he, he he runs out to clear the ball when the you know like a like a sweeper so he's almost part of the action but i i sort of i won't be upset if odegaard if odegaard gets gets the captaincy i think it's a good call because yeah. he's level headed i like his level headedness that he's it'd be he quite a quiet captain i feel Ramsdale will be a loud, a loud captain. So it sort of depends on what approach Arteta wants. And Tierney would be a very good captain, aside from that he's always injured. Well, not always, but, you know, a lot of the time. And that worries me, you know. So so you don't think that 
you wouldn't give it to Shaka then, because some people have suggested that Shaka should have it oh, again. No, I think that that ship has sailed. I, I don't know what message that it just doesn't send a positive message to me. Not at all. If no. not, give it to him. I, don't get me wrong. As a player, I think you know he's he's important to Arsenal this season, uh, yeah. and that's probably the nicest thing I can say about him. He's important yeah. to Arsenal this season. I think short term, definitely. I just don't know what message that sends to the players uh, if you give it to him because they all know, and I think they yeah they like Xhaka, which is you know I can't I can't fathom that sometimes, but they all do <laughs> like Xhaka. But you know I, yeah you know after what's happened, I think there's there's some things that are not unforgivable, but I think certainly you can't make him captain. I think it you know and I think he is a bit of a leader. I think the players do respect him, but no, I wouldn't give it to him, but. I'll tell you at the minute, it's doing the whole, I've got five captains thing, isn't he? Say that again? He said something about five captains, do you say? Yeah, well, he's got a group of leaders, hasn't he? Oh, he yeah, he's he phrased it not quite the same as uh, whoever it was, what was previous, um, Emery. Emery said, we got five captains, didn't he? And how ridiculous yeah. was that? What, what, a, what a stupid thing to even think. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, but at the moment, obviously, um, and Lacazette, we haven't discussed him as a potential yeah, captain. Yeah, I think the only problem with Lacazette is he's probably going to leave this year. Yeah, uh, that's the issue, yeah. really, yeah. But he is, good, he is captain as we speak, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, yeah, now, so, yeah. I think I've been impressed with Lacazette. His professionalism, like, he's, he's been a good signing overall. I can't, I can't fault the man. Uh, you know he's adapted to the way Arsenal want to play. Uh, he's helped the young players, and I think they look up to him. Uh, and I think he brings them into the game very well, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, but I, I just think, yeah, long term, he's not your man, is he? No, no, and that's the that's the issue. So yeah, I, I think. Um, so when would you make a decision if you were Arteta? When would you decide on, you know, the next captain? Rather than at the moment, it sort of seems a game to game thing. Even though, even though, yeah, Lacazette's got it for now. Yeah, but, it's strange, um, isn't it? I kind of thought Arteta would have sorted it out by now already. Really, uh, yeah. but you know, he doesn't seem to be. I think maybe when it becomes an issue, though, mm. it doesn't seem like it's an issue that we don't have a captain. Uh, you know, well, we don't have a permanent captain. I think maybe give it to Lacazette to the end of the year and then reassess. Yeah. In the summer, because yeah. I imagine we'll have a hopefully as well. We'll have a another bit of a not a clear out. I think we got the, rid of the majority of the deadwood, but we'll lose some players. So I think we'll have to get some new players in anyway. Mm. Maybe we'll get rid of like people like Mari, Suarez, uh, people like that. Uh, but we have to wait and see, really. And did you see the news about? Um, I saw it on Daily Cannon about Ramsdale basically went on strike bef before he got his move. Did you realise that? Because I, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, no, no. I, no he, he admitted it, didn't he? He said it in a in an interview uh, yeah. on some sort of podcast. Yeah. yeah, he basically said, "Oh, we'll accept offers for you that come in," and yeah. they didn't. So he was like. He, you know, he, they said to him, I'll play this game uh, and then we'll talk about it. And they went against the, their word and he went, fine, I'm not going to play the next game. Uh, yes, mm. I did see that, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, there was yeah, a, lot of, a lot of. Um, it seems like Sheffield United didn't treat him too well because because um, it says here. I, I didn't know about this story, but he said um, so he said normally if you don't get your move, you get a new contract. So he's yeah. him and his representative said that's Sheffield United, and then someone at Sheffield United, he won't name who it was, said. We, well, we didn't ask him to take less money when he was letting in goals last season. <laughs> so <laughs> they, they rubbed him up the wrong way, basically. So um, so then his reply was, well, I'm not going to play against West Brom. Do what you want to do. And then he yeah. didn't train. And the manager said, no, no, he'll be all right. He'll play. And he said, no, I'm not playing. And then um, so so next thing, he was on the way to Arsenal, he said. <laughs> so yeah. go, going on strike, brief strike, worked. It's just the only thing. The only thing is sometimes I worry about players that, that do that. But you can sort of see. I think he's just honest and he's just saying how it all came about. But, well, he knows. He's not stupid. He knows. A. He's now playing full time. That he's number one at a proper Premiership team. You know, not a team that's going to get relegated. You know, this is a big team. This is the biggest team he's ever played for. He's got David Seaman is now a full-time coach at Arsenal because of the... how good. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't, I don't know if you know this. Seaman originally came in to help out Arsenal with Ramsdale. They saw what a great job he did early, like straight away, and the relationship that the two have. Seaman's yeah. now a full-time coach at Arsenal. Wow, I didn't realise that. That's great. That's great news. I was Connection. Yeah. Uh, they're both Yorkshire boys, aren't they? And... So he's working with like he's got someone that's got to be an idol to him in some way, you know. David Seaman, great goalkeeper, great English goalkeeper, you know all of that. You have yeah. to think that Ramsdale's fucking loving life at the minute. So I don't think there's any chance, or there's very little chance that you know he's going to do that at Arsenal. So I think he's he's yeah you know, he's got to be happy with what what's going on at Arsenal, really, isn't he? Yeah, you know, definitely. He's, he shouldn't be better, really. Well. Everyone loves him at Arsenal. Yeah, even his detractors. I mean, I wasn't, you know, I think we we mentioned neither of us were totally sold on the idea of bringing him in, but we weren't, neither of us were particularly against it either. We just thought it was a lot of money to pay. That was all. I mean, some of the other podcasts absolutely caned Ramsdale before he even arrived. They said, what the hell are we doing? spending all this money on somebody who always gets relegated wherever he goes. And they were just absolutely caning the guy before he'd even, before he'd even sort of picked a ball out of the net for Arsenal. Everyone, well, not everyone, but because we, we, we sort of, I think we sat on the fence a little bit on that one. Yeah, um, well, yeah, you had to, to have some hope that Arteta knew what he was doing. And I'll tell you what, you know, I don't, I don't, we might have said this before on the podcast, his transfers this in the summer... Uh, mm. All of them have been fantastic. Yeah. If two of them, yeah. All of them have been Every absolutely fantastic. Players that have come in. Yeah. You know, I'm um, over the yeah. players that have come in. You know, they've been absolutely great. Tommy Asu. Uh, yeah. Yeah, if we, you know, if we went through the... I mean, I'd give Ramsdale 10 for the impact he's made. And Tommy Asu is pretty close to a 10 as well. I'm not sure yeah, if I could yeah. give him less. Those two yeah, in particular have been absolutely outstanding. Um, the Conga, it's got to be at least an eight. Yeah, yeah, the Conga is great. Yeah. 
Um, he's come in. He's, he's played straight away, isn't he? Like he's not, you know, he's not been a a bit part player. Like he's played lots of games. Maybe yeah, a bit yeah. earlier than expected, I'd say, but he's certainly, you know, he's he's playing lots of games. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I I would struggle to think. Who else have you got? Uh, uh, Tavares. Tavares yeah, has Tavares. come in and played. Yeah, Tierney. He's been a great backup for Tierney. Yeah, and he's, he's a least think... eight as well. Some days yeah. he's a nine for me. You know, I just look at this guy and think, this Tierney, at one point I was saying, how's Tierney going to get back in the team? At one point I was thinking that, but then, then he sort of went off the boil a little bit. But even young, when he plays badly, he's not bad, you know. That's the thing. By he's his young, own standards, he? yeah. He's and just got so well. much going forward. He's so yeah. good going forward. And he's not bad like defensively. And he's, a big, he's a big unit as well. So yeah. no one's going to intimidate Tavares. <laughs> I, don't I, think I, like, so. I like his confidence as well. Like, even after he had a stinker versus Liverpool, that next game yeah. he was still, you know, he played like it didn't matter, you know, which is yeah, fantastic. What you yeah, see. Very true. Uh, so you think Ben White? Ben White, you know, yeah, Ben he's White, of course. Partnership with Gabriel at the minute. Uh, you know, we've got one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, so again, you know, uh, and who, who else did we sign? Hmm, no, I'm struggling. Was there anyone else? Uh, it was just them. Yeah. Oh yeah, because he was already in, but only yeah, on loan. Yeah. So, yeah, he's a, he's a nine for me. So, yeah, there yeah, will so, be some eights or nines or tens, all of them. Yeah, um, every single so, one. Yeah, Odegaard just fitted in. Well, we knew he would fit in. Of course, we knew from yeah. previously. But then there was that worry that it was going to be it was going to be uh, the way Willock's been for Newcastle. Initially, yeah. I, I was thinking, well, now that he's got his move, is he that good? And the truth yeah, is, exactly. he's probably even better than what he was on loan lately. Yeah, he's done better this year than he did yeah. last year. Yeah, which I, I can't believe we're even saying this, actually. <laughs> because uh, on loan, I, li- I liked him enough to want to sign him on loan after his loan period. I just thought, God, get this guy in. I love the way he yeah. sort of tears around the pitch, like with uh, stamina is no object. He just runs around like a blue-ass flyer, really, and yeah. um, red-ass one, I yeah. suppose you'd say. Um, he runs around and and he and he just tireless. He's but then then he started showing a bit of wear and tear at one point. I mean, he had run around like a lunatic, yeah. but he doesn't like he doesn't run around like a headless chicken. That's the thing. I say he like a lunatic, but he he just has no sort of. He just he's got incredible stamina. That guy, incredible stamina, and I love to see that. I love love it when Arsenal have players um, that. I know, I know, it's a basic thing, but I think it's really important the amount of the amount of um, grass they cover in a match. You know, because the issue I always had with with recent teams, not this team, but in in the recent past, was the players look quite lethargic, and I just mm. don't see unless unless they're absolute, even if they're really gifted, if they're lethargic, I just can't I can't see how they're gonna turn over every team. Because you just you've just got to put put the miles in, and I think especially yeah, well, now the way the game is, it yeah, seems exactly. more. You look at Liverpool; all of those players put in yards. There's no yeah. slackers in the Liverpool. Yeah. and I think you know that we are trying to create our own version of how Liverpool and City play. 
And yeah. certainly, yeah. I think, you know, there are no slackers in those teams. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty sure. Right, have we got anything else to say on the, on, um, the year that's gone? Uh, From an Arsenal no, perspective? I, no, I think it's been, it's been a good year. I think certainly at the beginning of the year, we weren't confident, were we? But you know, it yeah. really was that Chelsea Boxing Day win and the introduction of Smith Rowe yeah. has completely changed And I think saved Arteta's career. Like it was a, it was a gamble. Like it wasn't pre-planned. It was a gamble, and yeah. it completely changed Arteta's way of thinking. Project Youth is the way forward, isn't it? Really. <laughs> and funny, you got the number ten shirt. Um, I don't know if you saw uh, who was it? Um, what's his name? Wilshire. Wilshire was getting. Um, he was on Talk Sport, I think, and uh, Wilshire. They asked him, "How did it? How did you get the number ten shirt?" And he just said, "Well, I just went in and asked for it." And they gave it to me. It was that simple. Um, I don't know if it was as simple for Smith Rowe. I guess it. I guess it was. But I was a little bit worried. Not very, but I was a little bit worried when he got the number ten because I just thought, when when a player gets a number ten shirt, it's not. It's a bit like the captain's armband. Is there's a lot of weight of expectation that goes with it, and sometimes there are certain numbers, and obviously the captain's armband that are cursed. You know, like yeah. uh, what they, you know, it's a bit like um, what do they call it? Like a poison chalice. You know well, that the number certainly in South American culture is massive, isn't it? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, it's my favorite favorite number. I'd want to wear number ten all the time. If whenever whenever the shirt numbers were up for grabs, I would always I would either get it or try to get the number ten shirt. And if I didn't get it, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't lose sleep over it. But I just thought. That's that's the number I want, but I think it's partly because of position, you know. That if you're number ten, you're you're the creator rather than yeah, rather than the creator. goal scorer. Like a nine, if you're a nine, you've you the the weight. There's a different weight of expectation. You're expected to score goals, whereas a ten is expected to create. But he's scoring goals as well. I just cannot believe how many goals he's got. It's about eight, yeah, isn't well, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and because uh, Arteta said to him. At the end of last season, he's like, yeah, I'm impressed with what you've done, but I want to see more goals. I want 15 goals a season from you. That's the target. Yeah, you may well get it. You may well get it. Where he's going. Yeah. Uh, and but that's what you want from your midfielder, in it. That like you want. I think yeah. he knew Abamyang was, you know, not the force he was, and I think Arsenal struggled with goals last year, and we struggled some all round the pitch. But if you look at how many, certainly the four young players. They're all contributing goals in the sense. You know, yeah. it's not just one player now. Even when Aubameyang was on fire the season before last, it was one or it was him, wasn't it? That was yeah, you know, he all, was the last. Yeah, yeah it's all on him. And I think Arteta obviously realised that he needed to get away from that, mostly just because you know Aubameyang wasn't the force he was, and so we of course we needed to get away from it. But yeah, it's 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 very encouraging. So. You know, long may it continue, really. Yeah. You know. Okay, so anything else Anything else before we hit the music, or is that it? No, I think that's, a, that's enough for one day. We've All right, we better... Um, this went on longer than expected, but we had a lot to catch up on. Because the last one we did was a Man U game. Do you remember we our aborted attempt to try to commentate? <laughs> that was oh, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was sort of hilarious for me. 
because I was going, oh, and you were going, what, what? And I said, oh, sorry, I'm a couple of minutes in front of you. But Yeah, yeah love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. All right, so we'll leave it there then. And um, we wish everybody a Merry Christmas, even though it's a bit late in the day to do that. Um, it's not going to stop me. And Happy New Year for all the Arsenal fans and, of course, for the Arsenal team. Let's hope it's a good one, as one of the lyrics of one song says. Right, I'll end it there.